welcome back to the Talent Talks podcast. I'm your host, Martin Smith of the Talent Talks podcast and MD of Talent Drive. We are a specialist procurement recruitment agency operating across all industry sectors across the UK. The Talent Talks podcast is where we interview business professionals from the procurement world to gain their insight and experiences working in the profession. Our aim is to tackle a wide range of procurement topics and provide practical advice and insight to our listeners and help raise the profile of the procurement profession. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by one of our first returning guests, the Head of Procurement at Bibby Financial Services, Tom Mills. Tom last joined us on episode 37 to talk about the power of business partnering. But today, we're going to go deeper into his personal journey since that episode in terms of how he's seen the importance of soft skills in procurement grow, and then talking around his social media takeoff since then, where Tom now has over 5,000 subscribers to his weekly procurement newsletter and his self-branded procurement protagonist title on LinkedIn. Tom, welcome back to the show. It's great to be back. It feels like some time since we first uh, chatted and actually... um I'm going to say now that was the first ever podcast I did with you. So yeah, it's really nice to be a returning guest and I'm honoured to be here. No, great. Really, really good to have you back on the show. So we'll come on to later. I think your own, you were just saying before we were online, uh, unleashed the beast. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the sort of the social media piece later because I'm really, really fascinated by that. But firstly, on that soft skills piece, and I know it's a huge thing that you're passionate about, Tom. So why do you see, well, firstly, why are you so passionate, I guess, about sort of the soft skills and procurement and what importance does that have? Yeah, I mean, I think firstly, it's important to note that a lot of my passion comes from experience and where I've seen procurement teams and, and professionals go wrong in the past is that they're so technically skilled and so technically trained and they've got all their SIP certificates up on their desk, but they're struggling to engage with stakeholders or they're struggling to get real good collaborative partnerships with suppliers. And the reason for that is because there's a natural emphasis within the procurement world to be trained and experienced on the actual technical skills. But actually, I think what is very difficult is to get good advice or training around the soft skills. There's an argument to say that, well, hang on a minute, Tom, we're about to go into a world of digitalization and everything's going to be automated and there's going to be AI, so we don't need soft skills. I make a counter argument to say that soft skills are going to be even more important in that world. Yeah. So let's dive, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. So, you know, on one hand, because because I guess there's there's one sort of narrative that with AI and technology, our procurement are going to become too reliant on that and too reliant on automation and actually forget around the, the soft skills and the behaviours around that. So I'm guessing you're on the camp and clearly we do to not neglect the soft skills. But it, do you think that's a danger then from the evolution of technology? Yeah, I think what it will do is it will, technology is great because it will democratise procurement. What I mean by that is that most businesses will have access to very similar tools at far more affordable pricing and a lot of uh, AI as you know is is actually relatively cheap or free to access. The advantage of that is that therefore it will become a great leveler across organisations. The argument I'm making is that soft skills actually then becomes the differentiator so it's the people behind the decision making that will determine how we use that data, how we use that information and how we put in the right prompts to be able to get the information that we need. So my argument is that soft skills actually becomes 10x more important than it was um, perhaps even two or three years ago. AI is great. Predictive analytics is going to be really, really revolutionary. And I'm really excited about that future. But it's only as good as the person that's behind the data interpreting it and then using it. 
I, I, yeah, I totally agree. But the soft skills, just to sort of go through that and what you mean by that then. So what kind of soft skills do you think are important in the procurement profession? Yeah, great question. Because I mean, soft skills is actually a quite a general term. One of the things that I think is really going to be important is critical thinking. So the ability to be able to take on information, but then be able to critically assess it. It's quite relevant, particularly if you think about the outputs of ChatGPT, for example, yeah. most of it's two years out of date, and quite often the information can be wrong. So the differentiator is the human behind that data who's able to interpret it, look for the errors and actually use it in a way that's going to be valuable to their organisation. So critical thinking is going to be one. The other thing is, and this is probably a more general point around emotional intelligence, we're in on the cusp of massive change within the industry and within the profession, and that's really exciting. But the key will be the procurement stakeholders who are able to leverage that within their organisations. So being able to use the power of the data and the analytics that we now have access to to be able to influence internally within the organisations. I think, um, as you know, Martin, I'm a big proponent of good stakeholder engagement. And I think that the procurement people who are able to apply a good level of emotional intelligence and, and work effectively with stakeholders and have the biggest influence on their organisation will win. The Talent Talks podcast is sponsored by Staverton Consulting. Staverton Consulting delivers tangible and sustainable cost reduction, as well as reducing business risk throughout the supply chain for private equity-backed businesses, SMEs, and growth companies. Their proprietary best-in-class methodologies enable them to deliver sustainable category strategies while supporting the optimization of client procurement functions. The team has delivered savings and efficiencies for clients of all sizes, from startups to established industry leaders in several geographies, including Europe, Asia, and North America. For more information, please head to staffordsonconsulting.com. The stakeholder management piece is massive. And even we, from a recruitment lens, talk to organizations and they say they've got to have good stakeholder management above all else, above all cash experience and everything else. They've got to know how to sort of manage stakeholders. So is there any sort of, you know, you've, you've obviously learned and managed to evolve your skill set around becoming better at stakeholder management. So do you want to sort of maybe sort of share with the listeners how you've been able to do that in your career? Any learns you've maybe had to take on the way? Yeah, because oh, that's a big question and I'm <laughs> really passionate about this one. One thing, and this might sound a bit negative, but I've learned from seeing um, what's worked badly in organisations. Yeah. So a lot of my passion comes from having experience of whereby there's been really limited buy-in or really poor compliance or actually just procurement has been badly viewed within organisations. And I've tried to flip that in terms of okay, how do we change the dynamic here within the internal stakeholder relationships? And I think there's also quite a dangerous dynamic whereby procurement can be seen as a a service or support function within a business. And that almost trips you into feeling like you have to be subservient to the needs of stakeholders. And I think from my point of view, I see procurement being very much a customer-centric role. So the customer ultimately is the end customer within the product that you're selling. And everything that we do should relate back to that. So I flip the narrative in terms of, okay, rather than asking the typical purchasing questions of what are we buying and how are we going to buy it, I ask why are we buying this and what's important to the customer. The advantage of that is that that then trips into looking at return on investment as a measure and total cost of ownership rather than cost and the other qualitative analysis. So that's a long-winded way of saying, Martin, that I think it's a mindset shift that we need within 
procurement. The other thing is, because I know your question leaned towards almost how can people develop their emotional intelligence and I've done quite a lot of reading behind emotional intelligence and there is a school of thought to say that an element of it is nature but a lot of it is actually nurture and experience so I think that people who are able to observe others but also reading around the subject one of the game-changing books I read was I think in about 2005 I read the emotional intelligence book by Daniel Goldman and it it was transformative to me. Now, it's a book that anyone can pick up for five ninety nine from Amazon. And I think if you've got that open-minded and self-aware kind of personality, it could well change how you then lean on others. And another book, I feel like I'm giving loads of book recommendations here, is The 48 Laws of Power. Yeah. I think that that book is, is critical in terms of understanding how, um, how to influence and, and how negotiations work. So, I think there's a lot of reading that people can do. And the other thing is, I think there's going to be a a lot of um, digital content that's going to be available soon around that. I'm actually looking to develop something myself. And while I don't want to come on here to plug that, I think um, the reason I want to do that is because I see a huge opportunity to be able to teach um, people in a a non-traditional way. So back to my point on the earlier questions, it's not just about technical skills. It's about learning the the soft skills, which will um, really enhance your procurement career. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you think in terms of the the broader, you know, go back to the sort of the wider topic of, of soft skills, do you think a lot of it comes down to sort of how good a listener you are to people? I think oh, often yeah. the, the sales strategy and, you know, I see all your posts and, and often there's this sort of, I just, uh, and I, I'm, I'm experiencing it more and more now, actually, just with the sales approaches, just the bombardment into your LinkedIn, you know, inbox, no personality behind it, no engagement, just a, I'm going to sell at you about this software or this, you know, bit of tech that I'm trying to sell or whatever it may be, coaching, actually, loads of stuff around sort of personal coaches and I can support with Talent Drive without even sort of researching who we are or what we do. But I always strip it back to actually learn, learn, learn your, learn your audience, learn your customer and actually if you can be an active listener certainly in sales and recruitment that's going to get you one over do, do you think good listening skills are important in procurement oh, fundamental i'm really glad you mentioned that actually because it's something that i've really put into practice even in the last six months and one thing i want to say is i'm always learning like, and i think everyone should be learning right through their career it's actually the power of saying very little and listening and i don't just mean that with suppliers in negotiations even in internal stakeholder meetings i find that you can learn so much if you listen to understand rather than listening to respond and there's a huge difference there Mm. Um, it's absolutely powerful um, in the way that you then can take that knowledge on board and work with the stakeholders suppliers to deliver what you want you make a really good point about dms as well i think that one of the things that i try to do is to almost educate from a sales side of how procurement individuals should be approached had an unfortunate example last week and don't worry i'm not going to mention any suppliers but where a supplier had phoned me on the tuesday and i didn't have time for the call but i said i would respond by friday so they followed up with an email on the tuesday and then on the friday they sent another email i hadn't yet responded saying realize how busy you are i'm bumping this to the top of your inbox at which point i'm kind of out yeah and and honestly (laughs) I had I had intended to engage in a conversation with that supplier, but it was that lack of emotional intelligence which was the game changer to me. Because I'm thinking, if if you're that pushy and if you that if you lack that self awareness, then why would I want to deal with you? So I think that back to my point, emotional intelligence, soft skills are going to be critical not just to procurement individuals but also to sales teams. Yeah, so, and and that's the other point there: self awareness. My word, how many people have you met with as suppliers that just have no self-awareness of 
who you are, what your business do even, and indeed the, the fact that they're just talking at you. I've experienced it all the time in sales and I find it fascinating. I, th- I, th- I think you know, I've been studying recently the NLP practitioner course, the Neuro Linguistic Programming, and just the language people use and how people talk. And that's what it's all coming down to. Some people just don't have that self-awareness around what they're doing and they're just not letting the other person they're engaging with speak. It's just, I'm going to, no, not even come up for air with this. And, and it's not even understanding what the needs are of that individual. And I guess in procurement, that's going to be going to be key to have good self-awareness. And is that passion for you, you know, going back to, you know, soft skills is a massive, massive passion for you. Is it more so because you're seeing procurement not doing it quite right in general? Or is it more a fact of your own personal experiences, Tom? Or I'd love to sort of lift the bonnet a bit more on that and understand more around your, your driver and motivations behind that. Yeah, I, I think I've already mentioned that personal experiences from the past I've been tainted by, but I think um, I know and have engaged with plenty of really good procurement individuals. As I've started to network both online and in person, there's a core of um, really good procurement professionals that I've met who, who clearly get it. But interestingly, they tend to not to be the people who are kind of at the top of the organization or people who are in the typical power list roles. Um, <laughs> and I think that we've got a, a kind of cognitive bias or an industry bias towards this kind of old school suited professional, which um, means that we're not able to change the dial quickly. So I do think, and I've met plenty of brilliant procurement individuals and I'm going to be very clear many who I think are far more technically skilled than I am and but also have even better soft even better that sounds arrogant better soft skills than me um the point is that I'm not sure that those skills are always valued enough by organizations they're not always recognized so I feel like there's a massive opportunity for procurement professionals but also businesses to really start to really hone in on what those soft skills are within the interview processes and to rather than spend time talking about the technical skills which let's face it should be assumed when you get to a certain level really focus on um, analysis of personality types and focus on interview questions which which understand the how rather than the what yeah the how in terms of how they approach suppliers, the how in terms of how they approach yeah. stakeholders. Yeah. 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 So if I'm interviewing for candidates, I will tend to be very probing on kind of the talk to me about a time that you you dealt with a difficult stakeholder who didn't want to engage procurement. But then I'm interested in terms of the insights in terms of how they approach that. So did they just revert to the kind of pr- channels of processes and that escalation? Or did they seek to understand the um, stakeholder that they're dealing with? Did they put time in? Were they reflective? Were they um, able to find ways to support and develop some quick wins? You know, just some of the obvious stuff that can make a real difference to the overall compliance within an organization. So I think that that's one element. And I think back to your original questions about do I see in general, there being a, a kind of need for enhanced soft skills across procurement profession. Absolutely. I can see it across the board in terms of lots of the content I see on social media, but also I can see lots of the scripts and texts out there still very much focus on technical, but they don't focus on what really needs to happen to be able to get procurement compliance up and to be able to really have an enhanced effect with an organisation. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that goes a lot deeper as well. I think going back to the, I totally agree with you, the assessment tools should be more geared on the soft skills and technical. I think there's still too many sort of, you know, textbooks to sort of assess an answer A and how do you go for, run, run me for a seven step sourcing process or whatever. Again, you should take it as a given for these kind of level roles and, and what people are doing that they should know that. Now, naturally, the conversation from a soft skill will go, you know, organically into some technical things and some projects they've delivered and what they're proud of in their career. And, you know, it will sort of evolve from there. But I think just doing doing question A, question B. And actually, interestingly, from a recruitment lens, I find the organizations that are more sort of um, professionally curious about individuals' personalities and behaviors are more agile in how they recruit. They get better retention of staff and they're able to attract a wider audience of candidates. That's what we see. So when I've come off the conversation with a candidate and they call me and they go, oh, it's great, Martin. It just felt like a conversation. I know straight away they focused on soft skills. They fo- they've asked about them, the the how they've done things, the the what, the you know, and just been more curious with the individuals. And I think that's really really key. There's a really good point there. There's a balance here as well. It's always about being two sided. And I think you make a really good point about companies that win. There's kind of a brand that they're looking to protect even through the interview process. And I I've been some absolute shocking interviews. Um <laughs> and um I think I've written one about one of them, but I won't bring it up. But then I've been to somewhere up to your point. I mean the one that I had for the role I'm in now, it felt very conversational, very relaxed, very explorative, mm. which was great for both sides, but with almost an equal opportunity for the candidate to explore the business and the procurement environment as it was for a question on person that's being interviewed. So I think that the soft skills um, are, are absolutely key to how companies recruit as well as for the individuals. And also, I guess it encourages the individual when they join the business, if they're in that environment where soft skills are so important, they're going to interact with their suppliers in a more collaborative way and be more engaging yeah. and not just, I, um, one of our previous guests was talking around supplier engagement and they were saying that actually uh, in, in a previous organization they worked in, it was sort of like, you know, we've awarded the, awarded the contract uh, and we'll just circle around in two years and just renegotiate the terms and just send it back. And that isn't supplier relationship management. That's not how you engage a supplier. Again, you want that, I believe you want to show that sort of professional curiosity. You want to be meeting with them, understanding their challenges as a business, how you can support them. And and the piece I know you use a lot in your language on LinkedIn is that business partnering and showing that collaboration, which in a lot of instances, not all clearly, there's a lot of people that do it really well, but it's a very transactional relationship. It's very much, here's the contract. Great. Great. You're working with us. Almost an arrogance behind that, isn't it? Great. You're now working with our business. Congratulations. Uh, And we'll check in in a year's time just to make sure that we're roughly working on the SLAs we've agreed on. Yeah, totally. I think um, supplier partnerships is something that I major on because I've seen that I've got most value in my career from the really good collaborative partnerships. One of the best partnerships that I ever developed was with um, Coca-Cola in my direct buying days when I was um, at the co-op because we're a convenience store retailer. Actually, in the UK, uh, co-op was the had the highest volume of 500 mil Coke being sold within the UK. So we're quite an important strategic partner to Coca-Cola as well. But to your point, I sought to understand the challenges that Coca-Cola had. We also were very clear and transparent on the challenges that we had. And a big part of that was on merchandising and refrigeration. Mm. And there were so many um, kind of mutual synergies there in terms of how we could support and deliver profitable growth. So whereas perhaps the um, the previous buyer had sort of focused on the annual cost increase cycle. I'd focused more on the, okay, how do we really drive sales and margin and percent margin? 
Now, I know that's a kind of direct buying analogy, but I feel like my direct buying skills have served me really well when I go into the procurement environment mm. because you realize that um, it's not just about the contract you're negotiating. It's about the end stakeholder and who has to then pick up the pieces of that relationship. So I think that's a really um, important point. I'd encourage anyone who's looking into a career in buying or who's currently in a buying role but looking to make the transition to procurement i think that that's a really good kind of start point yeah one of the things i I was going to ask you about actually before we sort of move on was around some of the language procurement use and Mm. actually is is that sometimes maybe a justification why some of the soft skills are sort of lost in translation so what i mean by that is you know as you can imagine, I spend a lot of my day looking at job adverts and uh, and job specifications that clients send us. And, you know, someone will call someone a strategic sourcing manager, someone will call someone a procurement business partner, someone will call them a vendor manager, a purchasing manager, you know, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of language used in procurement. Do you think that's sometimes a hindrance to its development as a profession? Yeah, I'd love to understand that a bit more from you. I, it's something that I'm really keen to kind of promote a different way because I feel like procurement as an overarching function kind of does it all so we do sourcing we do purchasing we do the strategic stuff as well and um, I think that there's a real lack of understanding across organizations or lack of perhaps is harsh but inconsistent understanding of a procurement role now it could be because the evolution of procurement within that particular business is at a certain low level of maturity that they're very much focused on the purchasing the transactional side of things but I do think that procurement professionals have a duty to rise up to really show the value that they can offer and that's why I'm very keen to promote a better way of procurement on social media and and LinkedIn and and get people subscribed to my emails not for any other reason than I think that it's time that we started making some noise around what procurement really is and should be. Yeah absolutely no totally agree. This podcast is free to download on Spotify, iTunes, and our website, talentdrive.co.uk, alongside all our other episodes. So for now, thanks for listening and stay safe.